Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Three hundred and sixty-five days of sport. Yes, good evening and welcome to yet another edition of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. 365 days of sport coming at you live, 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 live. It's December and that's why we have Karim Benzema introing the show. It's good to have Karim Benzema back. Excitement in the show. I'm feeling vibrant. You should be. I'm feeling like I'm ready for the run into Christmas. I think exciting things are... It's already kicked off with excitement, December. Has it? Just from December the 1st, in fact. Wow. I'm getting right into this. Are you? It was the best part of my weekend. I've, yep. I've been... I've, I've been, I'd say, quietish on, on the punt. And the fact of the fact is, no, you haven't. <laughs> you really haven't been quietish on the punt at all. That's the biggest lie. I've the, ever heard. The, the fact is, it's getting you know towards things where a bit, things get a bit financial this time of year. There's yeah. things to pay for, presents to buy, flights to sort out, all this sort of stuff, and uh, running a bit short. Yeah, and uh, a bit of extra funds would have been quite handy. So. Good old lab brokes, my mate. Oh, laddie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they sort of piped up on uh, Thursday afternoon and said, Hi there, Robert. Oh, yeah. How have things been going well? We think it's a good idea that you get a free bonus bet. Nice. For uh, 50 bucks. And I was like, oh, all right, all right. I said, well, if, if I must, I'll other, do it. Other betting companies are available, by the way. Not they just, are also available, yeah. and happily, happily, we'll yeah, take yeah, them. Who wants to sponsor the show? We'll, I'll, I'll bet with you any day of the week yeah. and promote the hell out of it. Fantastic. Right. Um, but anyway, so I did, well, what have I got coming up? I've got 50 bucks. I want to make a 500. I want something around 10 bucks. I did my study. I looked long and hard at what was going on. The dogs, it's very hard to get 10 bucks. Oh, on a dog, yeah. Particularly yeah. get a winner at 10 bucks. So it's horses. Has to be. There's a cricket, you nah, bugger that. The cricket, not very sports. How can you get 10 bucks on a cricket? A high oh, score Very, or very, something. very hard. Some yeah. random thing. Yeah. So, like, okay, what's going on over in Perth at the at Ascot? We got the uh, winter bottom stakes. Big race, group one. And uh, I studied the form. I saw this one of my old mates, Runs On. Runs In. I don't know how to pronounce this. It's R-U-N-S-O-N. It could be Runs On. Runs In. I looked at him. He was 14 to 1. And he's, he goes forward, this Runson. Oh. But he's very, runner. very annoying horse. He just sometimes Where, he goes forward and he just powers off and wins by eight lengths. Where was this? Ascot? It's at Ascot. Oh, he's short, short Victorian, straight as well. Victorian. Very short straight. Yep. I, didn't, I didn't actually know that. And, uh, and I saw my other mate, Voodoo Lad, was running. Voodoo Lad. Voodoo Lads, who's one of, he's a champion. Yeah. Great stats. He's had 30 starts. He's won about 10. He's placed about 22 out of 30. Wow. Good very, stats. very solid horse. And he's had a couple of wins back in September, but then he's just sort of been placed, uh, been sort of fourth. But always there or thereabouts. I thought, well, look, he's 10 to 1. I think they're not looking at him properly. He's only been two lengths behind the best horses in the country here. They've overlooked this. Yeah. They've got this Vidora at $2.70. Yeah, he's good, but he can have an off day. Everyone can have an off day. So Roberto Bryce bangs the 50 on uh, Voodoo Lad yeah. at 10 to 1. Nice. Looking for a 500 collect. Yeah. And sure enough, at 10 to 8 on Saturday, the race rolls around. As I was watching the race, uh, my friend Danny happened to film the last, the, the race going down the straight of really me on video. Right. And so I've taken a grab of the audio of the race, and with the last sort of 
10 seconds or so, yeah. you'll get a uh, censored version oh, really? of Robert Breyer's celebrating My Audio Comes In Over the Top. It's slightly muffled, but I think it's mixed in fairly well okay. of the actual race so we've commentary. Got, we've got this you is, celebrating. This is Roberto. Well, we don't, has, will he win? Will he not? Let's have a listen to how Voodoo Lad goes in the race. Jeez, this is, this is a first for us. Racing at the winter bottom. Belted jump quickly from the inside. Vidora a little sluggishly away. Out very quickly is Ash Law and also coming out running is Run Sun from the outside. He's going up there as Run well Sun. as Ash Law after Went the start. Durandell Rebel King and the three-year-old Vela Road. He settled down on the inside ahead of Malibu style. Then Vidora. Prophet Street joins the South Aussie Mare. A length Malaguira being followed by I'll Have a Bit Enticing Star. Dainty Tess and back last of Dainty all is Tess. Voodoo Lad. 700 back left to go though. They come off the riverside and Carberry had the flying grey belter leading clearly. It's Belter here in the winter bottom. Two in front. The Victorian Run Sun second. Over on the fence. Rebel King is third. Then Ashlaw followed then by Durandell camped out wide. He's looking for a run with a three-year-old behind them. Road. Vidora's back in heavy track. It is traffic as they set sail for the judge. Into the straight. Belter kick two. He clear. Ashlaw down the outside looming very quickly. And down the outside is Malaguir and his enticing star as well. Ashlaw at the 150. Enticing star. Oh, we're gonna party not we're gonna party not what was quite amazing I, got, I probably turned that up a bit too loud in the end sorry if that hurt anyone's That's ears right. but um, um yes. what was quite amazing about that is literally the commentator did not mention voodoo lad he, until he, about 200 minutes well ago. no he actually said it right at the start oh. said voodoo lads last of all yeah. i was more interested in about dating Tess. Dainty. Oh, Dainty Tess, not Dating Tess. Yes, well, that's when you interrupted and you couldn't hear him say Voodoo Lad last of all. So that was very poly But that was an omen bet. Obviously, Dating Tess, but Dainty Tess. It was Dainty. Well, she could pass for Dainty as well, actually. Possibly could. Yes. But the lad. We've good mates for a while, me and the lad. I've had a few wins on him. And uh, I'm very pleased. He's he's seven years old. He's not a young Who was riding? Uh, Oliver, Damien Oliver. Oh. Yeah. It was his 112th Group 1. Wow. Yeah. So there, there must have been a chance. So that should tell you something that Damien Alders taking the ride in Perth. Yeah, he went over. He was, it was his first ever run for Darren Ware, apparently. First ever? Yeah, that's what he said. Really? Or maybe win. First ever win. Jeez, that's yeah, quite he good made a little. Stats. He said a little point out as well. It'd be good to run from a bit more often, you know. Oh, so well, he's the go to man at the minute, isn't he? Yeah, yeah really. But uh, gosh, I was very happy as you can tell Were by you? that celebration. Yeah. Because I really, I really, I didn't think, I thought it was a good bet. I thought he had a good a chance, but yeah. I didn't actually think I was going to win. And he he was he was last with with two hundred to go. He was the widest out, and he ran wide. He, he would have run probably almost thirteen hundred meters. It was a twelve hundred meter race. Yeah, yeah. It's all about momentum and rhythm, though. It was. Racing. Oh, he had he had the momentum. You can see it. <laughs> there you can see go. it coming. The actual there's a video on the video. I'm doing the Kramer for whip, whipping the horse. Is there home. a video to go with? There's this? a video to go. Oh, with so we'll it. have to put that up on our Facebook page. Certainly. Oh, maybe not. Why not? Well, you need you need to, you need, s- you need to censor it. Well, you can do that. You're a whiz with that type of technology. <laughs> Technology, Robert, you really are. 
But um, great weekend. Great weekend. Thanks to old Voodoo Lad. Yeah. Did you do any better than that? Do you know what? I actually did this weekend. Yeah. I actually did nothing. Wow. Well, kind of nothing. I did what I wanted to do. Turn the yeah. phone off. Oh, they're, they're great um, those weekends. Didn't do any emails. Yeah. Just said, just nah, stuff off. it. Played golf on Friday. Did nothing. Went to a gig Saturday night. Played cricket Sunday afternoon. Yeah. We won. I scored the win runs. Big six over. Really? Long on, yeah. Um, to win uh, and then went to another gig Sunday night so just did well, that's pretty good just switched, switched off again just switched off yeah, yeah. I needed it <laughs> the stress of doing this show is just far too much yeah fun. yeah it just I really help. is yeah 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 the pressure on keeping people entertained week mm. in week out mm. is just far too much well so long as you didn't have to punch any of the people during the cricket match and spoil the whole gentlemanly aspect no no, no no didn't do any of that no didn't no. feel like that no, no, no one need. called you uh, an Englishman again a pommy no no no, no yeah. you a... don't like that very much do you when, when that happened no. was, was it your first game ever that First first grade game in Brisbane, yeah. yeah. Got called um, Pommy Bar Steward. Yeah, by the first slip. First slip, who was uh, And what, what did you say to him? I said, uh, I stopped the game for a start. Yeah. Whoa, stop the game. Hold on a minute. And people were, what? What's going on here? And I uh, pointed my bat at first slip, straight mm. at him, looked straight down the bat. And I said, listen here, mate. If you call me a Pommy Bar Steward again, yeah. I'll wrap this bat around your something head. Then. Yeah. And the whole place kind of fell silent, and the wicketkeeper kind of t- nudged him and turned sideways and went, I think he's from Wales. <laughs> and um, genuinely, I never got sledged again. The word kind of got around, I wasn't here to take anything, because I was fresh, fresh off the boat, don't forget. I'd yeah, yeah. Um, been Very playing much a, Newport in lad. a few tough uh, tough leagues, and yeah. Uh, yeah, don't like taking mm. stuff like that, especially on a cricket field where it's gentleman's game yep so, how's Newport uh, County going uh, Newport County um, FA Cup last weekend we, got a, we slugged out a nil-nil draw with our Welsh rivals Wrexham and oh, we're in well the, we went in the pot for the third round of the FA Cup we, got, we drew if we get past Wrexham in the replay we get to play Leicester City wow former champions Premier League champions are they now facing what you lot yeah, in the third round of the FA Cup. We've got Jeepers. to get past Wrexham, yeah? Okay. We stuffed it up a couple of years ago when we drew Rest Liverpool the away. Newport County versus yeah. the City. How's that going Well, we played go? Tottenham last year, took them to a replay. Wow. So things are looking up in the Newport yeah. County world. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it's pleased to hear about the exciting little draw. The rugby team, though, I can tell you about uh, the old Newport Gwent Dragons who are not the Newport Gwent Dragons I'd love anymore. to hear about it. They're rubbish. <laughs> they are the worst team in the Pro 14 League. They even lose to the Italian teams. That's how bad they're going. <laughs> So if there's any Dragon fans out there listening, they are awful. Or Newport Rugby, mm. the Newport club side, not the Pro 14 side, yeah. they're top of the league. So they're going okay. Right. So it's a weird place, Newport, really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, And um, now you've retired, unofficially semi-retired from boxing. Yeah. You've taken up tennis, Rob. I have. I played tennis last night. Yeah, in the wind. Uh, it was a bit windy, blustery conditions. I, I just got to get down and do some serving practice. I just need general practice. <laughs> yeah. But, um, are yeah, you my a, serving... Are you an experienced uh, tennis protagonist? Uh, well, obviously, I was a cricketer. Yeah. But um, going to a, a reasonably wealthy private school, most of my mates had tennis courts at their house. Oh. <laughs> Nice. So um, I used to go and uh, play, have spent quite long summers playing tennis, and got got reasonable at times. Yeah, but um, wasn't a, not a great closer. A bit of not great oh. on the under the, the pressure in tennis. Some sports I'm quite good, but not not tennis for whatever really? reason. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, and it used to be the only sport I used to genuinely lose my temper, but not anymore. Got got it, got back together. That's right. the la- last one. But my serving, it was that windy. I had to resort back to the pad of tennis second serve, which is a bit disappointing. Yeah, but I still I had three aces. There's there's power there. There's timing there. Is this um, singles, doubles? 
Uh, that was doubles. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't get much of a run around, you know? With doubles. With doubles? Yeah. Yeah, you want a bit of a run around. So, so, so perhaps I you might take the up singles. singles. But, uh, you know, oh, I'm going to do that uh, at least a couple of times a week. And Is I'm there lo- a- looking to see some am- amateur tournaments around. Perhaps oh, tennis will be like the it. next calling. Yeah. I, I, can get, I won't cut the hair. Ex- I'll get the headband going. Oh, Pat Cash style. Yeah, yeah I'll get the Pat Cash. Oh, McEnroe, nice. Beyond Borg. Name like it. it. You name it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot to mention the other as well. Uh, Friday, got another 180 uh, on my own. Personal oh, I think board. I saw that posted on Facebook. Oh, actually. yes, I post all my maximums on Facebook. They're few and far between. Ah, oh, no, well, they are few and far between. But what sort of Facebook post is that? Like this I'm is just this, my life. I'm at home throwing darts at the board. I get a 180 and I put it on Facebook. You got to so everyone can see it. Yeah, one just one 180. That's it. Yeah, I know oh, it's not that easy to do. No, it's not that easy it's to really do. Not. That's why I post them. I just like to tell everyone. Just remind everyone. That I've got a dartboard in my living room. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did once put a post up of a piece of bread that was shaped like Australia. Nice. And I put a little crumb beneath to be Tasmania. And, um, oh, did you? Yeah, that got quite a bit of interest. See? E- each to their own. You, you, you prefer to brag about your sporting prowess. I like prefer to put something up that's ridiculous and stupid and pointless. Yeah. Well, both were pointless, actually. They generally are. Facebook yeah. is pointless. Yeah, Facebook Don't, don't get pointless. me wrong. Yeah. It is pointless. There's very, very the, little the, the, the basic The basic uh, subtext of every single... Facebook posters, look at me, everyone, I'm a dickhead. That's pretty much what yeah, it is. Or, look at me, I'm a vegan. Yeah. You should be too. Well, that's more specific than dickhead. I'm, all vegans are dickheads. Oh, come, Rob, we're pro-vegan show, no. as you well know. No, actually, uh, that's one thing I'm not going to be pro. Right. I'm, I'm able to go right-wing liberal <laughs> on the vegans. <laughs> Right-wing liberal. Yeah, get out. Just, I'm not yeah. sure you can be right-wing, right-wing liberal. I think right, you're just right-wing, right-wing dictator. Wing. Yeah. <laughs> extreme yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, extreme right on that one. I don't care if people are vegan, by the way. But they no, I don't care either. No, nah, but they shouldn't force it on you. You should be vegan, you know. If they go at you, you got to go back. You, you never instig... Well, I don't care. I actually don't care. Why do they care? I don't know why. Because they, the feel, they feel like they're morally in the right. Yeah, that's true. That's why. I had duck for tea, they by can, the way. They some pretty good arguments. Bloody lovely. Yeah, it is good, duck. Oh. I had uh, sushi. See, why do they care about a fish? Like, I, I, I understand <laughs> a fish to some extent too, uh, bigger animals, a cow, whatever else. But a fish. A fish has got nothing going on. Honestly, what what's it doing? It, I don't it, know. You know, I don't know if the seven-second memory thing is true or not. Uh, I think they've disproved I, I that. Think, oh, okay. Well, yeah. well they, they don't have... Thoughts or feelings, they have instincts. They either yeah, okay. they they're either basically at ease, or something's going to kill me, or I'm hungry, or I'm tired. That that's it. Those those are not fe- really feelings. They're more functions. Right. So anything that has that only that capacity is is not something I'm wanting to mollycoddle. Molly yeah, yeah, you can't hug a fish, really, can you? Certainly not. They, they don't. They don't smell pleasant, and they're, unless or they're in their fresh out, they're all right. You know, but if they sit around a couple of days, once you belt them on the head and they're dead, they start to smell pretty quickly. <laughs> um, sashimi is a, one of the great things. Is it? Yeah. You're not into that? No, I don't mind it. Do you like fishing, beefy? Um, uh, I can take or leave it. Yeah, I don't mind it. You can't have a beer though anymore, can you? I wouldn't. Crucial part of it. it it's not one of my things that I you have to go and do. No, you never have to do it. No, certainly like, not. Like oh, I know people. People used to work for me. Yeah, they lived for it. Mm. I mean, they'd be up every morning out in the boat, whole weekend gone. Snapper. They they live by the the fish season. Oh, it's snapper season now, or it's um shark season, if or whatever. If you go out on a boat and you yeah. have, have take a beer, 
catch a fresh fish, come back and cook it straight away. It's, me. it's great. Yeah, I can't do it for days and days on end. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely no guys that would take a week off holiday. As soon as they finish work Friday afternoon for a week's holiday, they have hooked the boat up, they drive eight hours, Yep. and they are on the boat for the next nine days, and they're back in work like a week Monday, and they've fished every day. Like some insane addiction. It is an insane addiction. Okay. I can't do it. I'm, as you know, Rob, I do get seasick, so that, that makes it less appealing for me. What sort of... Do they have sports fishing, and do they... they I know they do, but do they draw crowds? Is there a way that crowds can assemble to watch sports fishing? Well... And I, if they do, that's got to be one of the most boring things in the world to watch. Yeah. If not the biggest. Um, when Barry Hearn from Matchroom, who we did a bit of stuff with... Yeah. You know, the darts and the snooker yep. people... Before we offended them and they pissed us off, <laughs> yeah, like everyone before, else. Uh, they got offended by us filming at the darts. He actually started what they called Fish-O-Mania. Fish-O-Mania. Which was live on Sky Sports. I'm not sure that qualifies for to have the suffix of mania. <laughs> yeah. Fish-O-Mania, and it was live on Sky Sports, and it actually drew a half-decent crowd mm. live on a Sunday afternoon, and you basically sit for four hours, and I can't remember if it was the... Watching other people fish. Yeah. You don't even have the chance of catching the fish. It's because fishing itself is pretty boring, apart from you have a beer and you have a chat. And yeah, yeah, yeah. About. But you're actually, you don't even have the chance to catch the fish you're watching other people fish yeah yeah, yeah. God. and I can't remember whether it was the most number of fish or whether it was literally the biggest fish yep um, so how do they assemble the crowd it's around a lake there's a big lake there's a big lake fish in it is it a na- it's a natural lake or is I would have thought it's so it's not I don't a man made lake I don't think it's a fish no I don't think it's a fish indoor arena but I do, no it's not it's not <laughs> indoor arena I do think it may be a stocked lake though perhaps they throw a big fish in because you know they do the million dollar challenge up in Darwin no they tag a fish, yep. and if, if you, you catch, catch that, that fish during the season, you, get the million. you win a million, yeah. Well, that's not a bad idea. No, that's quite good. But yeah. Lando, Can they see through the water the, the tagged ones swimming around? No, you've got to see what's on the end of your line, man. It's just pure luck. Pure luck. So yeah, so Fishomania, fish. look it up. It was, Fishomania, uh, I'm great I'm sure name. it was huge yeah. for a few. If you chuck mania on the back of stuff, this this month's going to be my month. It's going to be called Rob Mania. Is it? Yeah, yeah. As soon as you chuck it on the end... It yeah. just means everyone's going crazy, you know. It's, it's good, yeah. Rob Main is going to take on Beatlemania wait for in the history Rob books. Mania. Forget Rob Main. So yeah, fishing. It's Christmas Mania. Fishing was on the uh, was on TV live. Right. Was it ever on the three six five great schedule? It was supposed original? to be. I think we were meant to go and see. We were Yemen. Go, <laughs> Yemen. Salmon fishing in. Um, or oh, salmon fishing. <laughs> no, yeah. I can't remember what fishing. Yemen's we were meant in to a go. bit of strife at the moment. Is I think. it? Yeah, because we were going to go see. So it was actually like a kite surfing or a wind windboarding. Or something we were going to see in Yemen. In Yemen. I remember. Was it? Yeah, it was on the list. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not confusing with Oman. Oman. No, I'm pretty sure it was Yemen. Aren't they next door to each other? How the hell were we going to get to Yemen? Aren't they next door to each other, Oman and Yemen? They're pretty close, aren't they? Because I think Saudi Arabia's coming in and taking over the show. And there's all sorts of political craziness going on. There's lots of political craziness in Saudi Arabia. They don't care. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm glad I wasn't in Yemen Yemen. when that was going on. I think originally we were going to go and see uh, windsurfing in Oman. That was definitely part of it. Is that what it was? Well, that's just over the border from... You know, from the Rugby Sevens. Yes, it wasn't too if far. If we turned left, that was Oman. Uh, in fact, we were closer to Oman for the gyrocopters. Right, Because yeah, the guy that out. took us to the airport for yeah. gyrocopters actually was off to Oman. Wow. So he took us to there and he goes, I'm going to Oman now. That's crazy. Yeah, well, I never ever would have thought my life. So it's like another half an hour. Yeah, like, it was like about that far. We could have gone. We could have gone to Oman, Rob. Could have gone. That's we had like, a car. Next time. Next time we're in um, Dubai. <laughs> 
Um, big thanks to Mercedes as well. Best sportswear in Australia. Been on board for 92 shows now, Rob. Yeah. Unbelievably. 92 Unbelievable. shows. Great kit. Low prices. Fantastic service. And they give you a online club shop for absolutely nothing. It just creates more funds, more revenue for your club. You don't have to do anything. Nothing. No. Nothing. In fact, you should do less than what you're currently doing. Like, even do less. Like, don't even turn up. Yeah. Don't even have to turn don't, up. Don't even have to turn up. Just say, uh, it's on Facebook. Or oh, here's a website. Put that up on your Facebook once. And then... Then never do anything ever again. It's amazing. Yeah, just just run up, just give up. In fact, most aspects of your life give up. <laughs> yes, and it will take care of everything. Good advice from Doctor Rob. Yeah, there. Yeah, just there most go. aspects of your life give up, especially if you're involved in the administration of a sports club. Just yeah. give it up. Don't need to because club shop. Myclubshop.com.au is part of Masita's global empire. That's yeah. what we like to say. Mm-hmm. So yeah, give Masita a try. It's uh, been around in Holland since 1933. Rob, 85 years that- of sportswear. Two- 2018 minus 85 equals 1933. Yeah. Good math, Rob. Yeah. What about this for a headline? Special well, news time? Is it news time? Oh, I might just... The drum roll? Drum roll. It's not even sports. Okay. Special kind of stupid. Australian parcel sent to Austria five uh, times. Five times! Australian man was forced to wait two months for his package to be delivered after he was sent to the wrong country. Not once, but five times. Photo of the parcel in question shows five stamps on the package that read, Miss sent to Austria! The parcel, which is clearly addressed to an Australian location, was sent from the United States. Ah, uh, Austria, Australia. Yep. Oh, same old deal. There's yeah. a dumb and dumb joke. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Right at the start. Right at the start. He walks oh, up, yeah. he pulls on the limo, he's like, <laughs> hey, how you going? Where, where, where are you from? It's Austria. Oh. Oh, Surf's good, up. good day, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Why do you throw through shrimp on the barbie? <laughs> that's it, yeah. <laughs> It seems even the postal workers in Austria were getting frustrated with the parcel continually being posted to the wrong country. Scrawled next to the fifth, missent to Austria stamp, was the word again, underlined in capital letters. Reddit users were quick to uh, respond to the postal blunder. Only a special kind of stupid. I enjoy it happens so much that they, the Austrians, actually have a stamp for this. Yeah. Turns out international postal errors aren't uncommon with the problem not unique to just Australia and Austria. In South Australia, we have a stamp for stuff meant for South Africa. Ah, yep. Another wrote, I live in Austria and my family had Europe to my address due to Christmas presents having been sent to Australia instead several mm-hmm. times. So this definitely goes both ways. Uh, post office workers also confirmed the blunder wasn't uncommon. I have to sort letters marked Austria far more often than I expected before I got this job. I worked in the parcel sorting area at Australia Post. We got them all the time. So yeah, yeah, Austria and Australia. That's quite. A Sometimes it's confusing in the Olympics. Some right. pasty white fella running round. The colours quite different though. Uh, red and white, or white and red in Austria's case. Austria as quite good at skiing. Green and yellow. As yeah, but in skiing, where Austria are quite good, Aussies don't really wear green and gold in the in the skiing, and Austrians wear whatever. Well, you won't. But that's Winter Olympics. Yeah, but you always know the Winter Olympics because the Austrian will be first, and the Australian won't. Not necessarily. Really? Not with Stephen Bradbury. Bradbury, wow. I don't think there's too many Austrian short track speed skaters, weirdly enough. Is there not? I I I couldn't tell you either way. There's a lot of Koreans. Koreans love a bit of short track speed skating. Yeah, they were very good, weren't they? Flying around there. Yeah, the flying Koreans. I think that's what they're called. Is that what that is? I'm sure it is. 
sure it is. The flying, the flying Koreans. Koreans. Who else are good? Are oh, the Yanks and Canadians? The Brits actually quite good at that. Uh, Lithuania as well. Don't know why, but they they love a bit of uh, short track speed. Well, basically, someone who's a champion has yeah. got involved at some point in Lithuania, and they've just gone and they've sought. He's got involved from the grassroots level, and he's retrained ice roots level, and he's retrained. So there's a there's now a nucleus of talent mm. in the speed skating pool in Lithuania. In Lithuania, which is just going to continue to take the world by storm for some time. I think. crazy. Yeah, just, it all just takes one good egg, and then he makes a whole crop of great eggs. Wow. Yeah, the, the hen lays a whole crop of eggs that taste great, like organic. like just Organic? Fresh, yeah, organic eggs. And then you get gold medals from the golden yolks. Oh, they're not caged eggs. eggs. Definitely not caged no, eggs. No, no, definitely Free not range caged organic. eggs. There's lots of stress involved. They can't stretch yep. the legs out. They can't go for a quick jog on a Sunday no. morning. But, uh, you know, because we're a vegan-friendly show, <laughs> as I said earlier. So I, I look, I'm Vegan-friendly, they I, don't I, do I, eggs, Rob. I, I'm, I'm pro-animal rights. Oh, don't get me wrong. From, like, I'm anti-animal cruelty. What? That's anti. What I'm, that's what I'm anti-animal cruelty. I'm pro-animal rights as well, but I do like meat. But pro-animal rights, like, that's that time you told me that bollocks story about how there was some there was a ruling a non-specified ruling somewhere (laughs) about how it was decided that all animals should have equal rights i'm gonna look this up we're gonna revisit that story because it's definitely true how can i make that up (laughs) it doesn't make any sense i know Uh, who was consulted to make these to 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 put forth their claims so a legal the only ones entity. Can, it's humans speaking on behalf of all the animals. I mean, who is to know if the panda bears want the same thing as the rhinoceros? They all want the same thing, Rob. Or, yeah. Peace and freedom. Yeah, just each to their own. Yeah. Well, they're not very good at the zoo, the panda bears, so they should be let them uh, out because they just, I mean, I queued for two hours when I was a kid to see the red panda that had been oh, the shipped, red panda. shipped over from China yeah. um, into Auckland Zoo and uh, he just was just lying there. Yeah. It was a real disappointment. Pandas in general so, just aren't, they're a bit useless, aren't they? Let's be honest. They can't. Can't procreate. They really do look like they're going to be very cuddly, but I have no doubt uh, they're probably not. I think they are. Yeah, they're they, just too. They don't, few they don't go for you. I don't think they do. The old giant panda. There isn't that giant, by the way. They're only nah. about, like three foot tall. Yeah, right. They're just useless. <laughs> they only eat bamboo because they they can't be bothered to eat anything else. Everyone's just intrigued by the the black and white. Yeah, the Carl Pilkington one where he dresses up in the panda suit and just right. sits. Here. What do these do? What are they, what's the point in pandas? Just nothing. We, yeah. We're protecting them for no reason. They really need to be yeah. extinct. Well, for, he says, what you know? What's the, I recall Ricky Gervais saying once, what's the point of Iceland? I have to say, I said the exact same thing after leaving Greenland. Not to offend the people of Greenland. No, no. Yeah. no the Greenland no offense. Are, hey, it's brilliant. No offence, but your country sucks. There's not a lot there, is there? I was going to say about short track speed skating, actually. We went to the Youth Olympics in Norway. The short track speed skating, that is probably one of the most impressive stadiums. Oh, we went through that cave. They built an uh, an ice rink yeah. in a cave. It's Under, underground. Amazing. Under a mountain. Yeah, that was pretty spectacular. Didn't, uh, I didn't know where we were going. Um, I thought we were being sent into like some sort of uh, underground cult to be well, brainwashed it, it, and it, used it, as slaves or something. Well, they actually used it as a as a World War II bomb shelter, didn't they? I that's think that's right. why it yeah. was there. So it was basically a stadium carved in the middle of a mountain and they've built a, an ice rink in there mm. this is where the Olympic short short track speed skating was it's phenomenal so it, was, it was south of Liliama wasn't it or Jovic G-J-O-V-I-K I think yeah, possibly that's right. what, that's the most amazing stadium I've ever been in I yeah, think craziness. didn't hold that many but um, it too. felt special oh I still talk about it now obviously yeah it's one of the best things I've ever seen mm-hmm. in terms of sport now what, what, we got, what were we talking about before a news item there news item uh, well this is it's not funny but it is funny kind of 
a cathedral basketball player. Cathedral's a high school in uh, Indianapolis. Yeah. Cathedral basketball player with epilepsy was taunted during a Centre Grove game on Friday night. Life has not been easy for James Franklin Jr. Uh, in August 2017, the cathedral player underwent brain surgery to alleviate the epileptic seizures he had battled Whoa. since birth. Gosh. Uh, Franklin's battled his way back to the court for the Irish, the Indianapolis Irish there. The surgery has been successful. It actually took part of Franklin's brain and he now battles depression. But mm. uh, Franklin's story should be positive. An example of a young man overcoming adversity. But it took an unfortunate turn on Friday night. In the first half of the basketball game, while Franklin was at the free throw line to shoot three throws, a Centre Grove student flopped on the floor in front of the student section, seemingly mockingly doing a seizure. Mm. Role, I see, as a uh, gesture towards Franklin. This is high school basketball, right. and they're rolling. He's rolling around, around on the floor doing, doing a, a seizure, uh, an epileptic fit yeah. seizure. So he's so, rolling around, going, uh, epilepsy, yeah, like that, trying to like put, trying to put the guy off shooting okay. throws. Mm. Um, and then the crowd chanted, "Have another seizure! Have another seizure!" At the, at so the he, player. I assume this is an away game. Yeah, this yeah. is Cathedral away at Centre Grove. Yeah, not a lot of uh, empathy going on there. No, I think, uh, and the coach. Uh, so, Co- Coach Jason Delaney said, uh, <laughs> uh, I have no doubt there was intent to make fun of Franklin. Yeah. Good on the coach. Yeah, very observant He's, he's coach. really, uh, yep. really with it. Yep. Um, Tamika Franklin, his, uh, James Franklin's mother, He, she agreed with Delaney, uh, but she did say the Centre Grove student actually apologised to her son after the game. It didn't really hit us until we went to dinner after the game. It was like, did that really happen? Did they really mark a young man who has overcome a disability to play the sport he loves? Mm-hmm. My hope is that it shines a light on what he has overcome. Yes, well, I have to say this is a, a tough uh, subject matter you've chosen here, Beef, because what yeah. we've got is basically someone who's led a pretty tough life and is still battling and dealing with it and has been mocked well, uh, pretty horrendously, not unlike uh, the crowd basically wanting Jesus to be lashed 39 times by Pilate yeah. back in the day. <laughs> and, uh, really? frankly, well, uh, this is a tough uh, area to find anything well, humorous on, well, no, to be honest, what I'm because con- what I'm this concerned is actually about. one of the most atrocious things I've ever heard. Well, this is... And this is high school sport. Even this your is... ridiculous American accent couldn't soften the blow of no, that harrowing I, tale. I, I, just I agree with you. I just can't believe... That's high school sport. I just don't know where that line has now dropped horrendously well, what, 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 low. What's so confusing is my basic take on the world at the moment yeah. is the complete opposite, is that everyone is wanting to be offended by everything. Everyone's crazily oversensitive yeah. and the, the left is going too mental. But then I hear this. I know. And that's the most horrific, <laughs> nasty thing. And this is the this is high school kids, the next generation, <laughs> yeah. who are supposed to be taking us to better places this is as what, a society. This is exactly right. This is what I grabbed out of this article it was like who thought that this was acceptable <laughs> as high school cheerleaders well i want to see who, who's trying to s- so the cheerleaders actually led the chant yeah right just goes beyond sometimes what, what there's got is there any further fallout from this and there's this, a lot of fallout actually okay like, yeah there has been a lot but that's got to go all nationwide i would have thought well i i only found it in a local paper because i'm a big reader of the indianapolis uh <laughs> indiana star yeah ah, yeah that's My what it is word that's crazy. just awful it's it's horrendous I the first thing that's amazing that I thought about when I was listening to that is yeah. that going from epilepsy to epilepsy to depression is is a good oh, place to be. That's a step forward, apparently. Well, if you've I lost mean, part it of your brain, from, yeah, definitely. Well, but to go, but I mean, it's not great. No, that, that's what I'm saying. That's the best scenario for him. Yeah, the better of two evils. Do you want to physically be able to be hurt with, with your brain disorder, or do you want to continue with a different one that makes you feel miserable all the time? Yeah, and and then they mocked him. 
as a, as a group, as a lynch mob, yeah. insane it's, group of people even, inside a stadium. It's worse than mocking. It's actually, uh, well, I'm going to use the word bullying, Rob. That's, that's beyond bullying. Well, it is beyond bullying, yeah. Is it's, there a it's word? lynch mob mentality. It is Indiana. Gosh. I'm just thinking, what I was saying earlier, that line of sport, where are we drawing the line there? Why? How do people think? Kids. Well, I draw the line there. I draw the line <laughs> a lot further back from that. <laughs> just it's, think- it's, it's very obvious where the line is to me. It's just not funny. Don't punch people in the head. Don't, like, cause grievous bodily harm. Yeah. Don't, as an entire group, destroy someone's soul. Yeah. So who's, already uh, who's, who's already suffering from depression. Who's already suffering and is completely a victim you, of I... something which you can do absolutely nothing about. It's the same as if the if he was gay and saying, get off the court giant fag balls or something. You can't... Yeah. That's, that's the same thing. He can do nothing about the state. It doesn't even affect them. No. <laughs> that's it. It affects them in no way. I'm, I'm not... Oh, this is... This is... Uh, how do we get so serious? I, I, We're in deep, every deep day and social again. issues Every day here. and again, Rob, we do something. My word. Um, all right, then. Let's lighten things up. Through the bushes. Shenzhen's shameful half marathon, Rob. China. Shameful. Shameful. Marathon running is a sport that is seen an incredible explosion of popularity in China, with the Chinese Athletics Association reporting 1,072 marathons and road races have already been held so far this year. In 2011, they only ran 22 marathons and road races in the whole of the country for the whole year. The entire country, yeah. as a nation, only 22 half marathons or were run. Marathons, road races. Only There was only 22 events Okay. in yep. the whole of 2011. I in 2018, they've run 1,072. So that's so it's really on the up. Yeah, up. it's on the up. So whilst its explosion could help cultivate some world-class athletes, it also seems to be cultivating some world-class cheats. Oh, no. They're not going down that road again with those swimming ladies and that sort of stuff. <laughs> the swimming ladies. The, the hugest trapezius muscles well, you've no, seen not, on any it's, woman. It's not even that. Uh, a total of 258 runners have Lattismus been... Lattismus dorsi is one. Oh, is it? Actually, yeah. That's, she, that's I think she actually had a fin, dorsal fin as well. Oh, oh right. For swimming, yeah. It yeah, was an implant so, okay. in China. It was experimental. Yeah, she tried Rob. to write it off as some sort of mutant freak. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, she, I was born was so with good this. At swimming. There was a, an evolutionary process took place, which normally takes like five million years, but it happened in three years because yeah. I was meant to be a fish. She yeah. had gills as well, which is amazing. Wow. Um, Waterworld. Kevin uh, Costner. Kevin Costner. That's my dad's favourite film. One of my dad's favourite films. It's well, got panned. I'm, I'm pleased to hear that. Well, yeah. well, funnily enough, I'm going to do this while we're on that. Yeah, yeah. That was supposed to be the biggest financial flop in the history I know. of movies. It's actually done quite cost, well over years. It 190 million or something. It's now in, it's in profit. Just. Uh, just this well, week. In, the, in, the, in about five years ago. It's quite amazing. So, there we go. It's yeah. not that bad. Poor old Waterworld. Copped a bad rap. I've, I've actually seen most of it. I think the critics had it in for the film from I the think start. so, yeah. It's, it was, not, it's, not, it's not great. It's not, no, it's not. Any film that makes money is a decent film nowadays. Um, a total of 258 runners have been penalised for cheating in the Shenzhen Half Marathon. Organisers found that 18 runners were running with... How many did you say again? 258 were disqualified. How many competed? It's a good question. Okay, okay we'll get to 16, that. 16,000. Okay. So, one and a half percent got disqualified. Yes, yep. So, 18 runners were running with fake bib numbers. Uh, photographers... That's e- probably not that many for China. Yeah. Like 16, photographers 000. even managed to snap pictures of two competitors wearing the same number. Wrong. Oh, uh, right, I don't dumb. understand. Alongside those were three imposters. <laughs> I don't quite understand what the imposters. 
237 others were caught by a traffic camera taking a shortcut Gosh. through the bushes. Organisers say that their runners were supposed to run to the end of the road, do a U-turn, and then come all the way back. 237 runners decided against that and cut through some bushes, skipping two and a half kilometres out of the 21-kilometre race. Good thinking. Uh, the cheaters have been dealt with swift retribution. Oh. What does that mean in China, Rob? That have they been be rubbed out? Public flaying. Public flaying, yeah. deported to North Korea, oh, possibly. The runners wearing fake bib numbers have been given a lifetime ban from the event, while the others are banned for two years. Two years, okay. So what was the one with it? So they had two two or three people with the same number. So they're going to sort of jump in the bush and tag in, and then they're going to run out and go no, for it. No, 18. 18 runners were running with fake bibs. Fake? So what, how does that work? I don't... Like, I think they just Why don't they just get a real one? Uh, perhaps they, perhaps their money was tight. Money's too tight to oh, mention. Right. I think. Cut back. Don't, I just yeah. don't understand. Why they? It doesn't make any sense to run yeah. with a fake number. Strange. I've heard of China such a free country. And the three imposters. Yeah. <laughs> think they were entered as men and turned up as women or something. I <laughs> don't quite understand the three imposters. I wonder what the long term thinking is with those sort of types. I'm gonna like I'm gonna get an Olympic medal. Yeah. This is the start of my training. Yeah. And I'm gonna pretend to be a someone else and then in the Beijing half marathon last year organizers actually used facial recognition software to combat the influx of cheaters (laughs) highlighting the growing issue in China Um, the race organizers released a statement addressing the events we we deeply regret the violations that occurred during the event marathon running is not simply exercise it's a metaphor for life and every runner is responsible for him or herself I don't quite understand. Yeah. It's a metaphor for life, Rob. It's not. It's pretty literal, as far as I'm aware. Meta- is it? Yeah. You think it's literal? Well, well, it's not. It's certainly not a metaphor. I didn't hear any. Is it a com- meta- marathon running is a metaphor for life? No, I think you're right. I, I really do. Definitely not really a metaphor. Is that? No, it's not really metaphor. It's not. It's not, it's, not li- it's not literally what life's about either. So that's not right either. No, it's a comparison. Maybe an analogy. That's what we're after. An analogy for life. Yeah. I think you meant to say marathon running is a lifestyle. That's it. It's just running. I reckon. People who, who are just uh, running. I, I reckon people have decided that they they want to get out of the regime. They hear about this thing called marathon running. You go, what do you got to do? You just got to run and you got to finish. How far are you got to run? Forty k's. Oh yes, that's better than this life. Yeah, I'm going to go and run and just win the race however they can. So then they think they're becoming an Olympian yeah. and get a gold medal. But they didn't count on all the Nigerians who are going to be. 50 times faster if they even win. Ethiopians and Kenyans. Yeah. Not necessarily Nigerians. They're not that great at running. I meant Kenyans. Or Ethiopians. Anyway. Gabriel Salesi. Yes. Yeah. Ethiopian. Um, then didn't he change someone else? I don't think he did. No, I don't think he did. Oh. There's a few others, though. Don't yeah. matter. <laughs> All lies, no word of truth. The AFL has now decided that it's all games in 2019. They will offer free cake to fat podgers. It's quite accommodating, isn't it? Free cake. Isn't it? Free cake. Well, only for fat podgers, apparently. Sure on the field or off the field? Off the field. And, and oh, the, yeah, yeah. Tremendous. I'm field. going. So um, uh, I don't know if you qualify at the moment. Oh, really? Yeah, you need to just... You need Slimming to, down. Yeah, you're just not doing it properly. Sheesh. So, free cake? Uh, what type of cake? Uh, I think they'll mix it up throughout oh, the season. Oh, even yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. I'm not on the board for, um, the dessert, for the cake. the dessert chef sort of arrangement there. Yeah. But, um, that's the word. It's just they're talking to branch out. Just make people feel comfortable, you know. It's like, yeah. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in two seats and you only pay for one. 
Have, have some more. Have, well, have you, more cake? Look, stick with us, and next year, next year you have three seats. In effect, you're getting half-price entry, aren't you? Two for one. Yeah, and, and the following season will be a third price. Oh, that's tremendous. Yeah, spread um, it out. How about this, Rob? Irish yep. football team apologises for faking players' death just to... Pos- more fake death. Fake death. Death to uh, postpone a match. Was that offline, off off air? We talked about the other fake death. The, uh, the Nathan McCullum fake death. Yeah, we that talked was, about that. Oh, just to let you know, Nathan McCullum was announced dead last week. It's and, lies. Um, it was lies, it yes. Was a hoax. But it came from a, a, a reputable source, which is the worst thing. And uh, his brother, Someone, someone's hacked it. But yeah, what a stupid well, thing to put up. Yeah, it's crazy. And apparently, Brennan McCullum, his brother, was just literally about to get on a plane when he got the call or a message saying Nathan McCullum's died. So uh, he spent. You mean he he got the message and then was going to get on the plane? He literally or, got or, the message as he was getting on a plane, so he had no to say coverage. That, to say that his he'd... brother died. Oh right. So he had eight hours because I, I think thought... he was playing in Dubai at the time and he was going back to New Zealand. So he had fourteen hours to get back. You know, so he was literally devastated until he got off the plane. That oh. God. Yeah, that's how bad it was. I did read a story that Nathan McCullough's wife said, um, you've made quite a good recovery considering um, you just died. Yeah. But this, uh, Irish football team mm. apologises for faking players' death to postpone a match. Amateur Irish team has been left embarrassed by the fiasco, but a Spanish soccer player can't help but see the funny side of his Lazarus-like return from the grave. So this is a, this is a ploy. It a, was. A group ploy. Ballybrack FC's game against Arklow Town was postponed on Saturday after a club official announced the death of Spanish player Fernando Nuna La Fuente mm-hmm. in a traffic accident. Moments of silence were also held before other matches in the Leinster Senior League. The official scam was a ruse to get Saturday's game postponed, but La Fuente was later confirmed to be alive. What? It is, his country... Oh, I'm doing my American accent. Yeah, I no, need no, to... No, no. Irish, 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 Rob, I've got to get in the in the method. Do you want me to do it? Arr, you you could it. You're I, much better than me. Is, <laughs> it has come to the attention of both the club, senior players and the management team that a gross error of judgment has occurred. Not even close. It, that's Northern not, Ireland. Not, not, it's not even close to Northern Ireland. No, well, that's very Northern Irish. Um, that's Ulster. Ulster! I can't... I'm, I'm lost now, Rob. You've confused me. <laughs> That's good. Have well, an agent you're for making Paris, listeners change the station as we speak. <laughs> Their ears are getting assaulted. Oh, la di da. Oh, he's trying it to, come. He's, this is an exercise to try and get into. La di da, la di da. This is. Oh, would you like? Would you like me to be? It has come way? to the attention of both would the club, senior players, and the management team that a gross error judgment has occurred, emanating from a correspondence set from a member of the senior setup management team to the Leinster Senior League. As of this evening, an emergency meeting was held, and the person in question has been relieved of all footballing duties within Ballybrack FC, its senior team, and roles within the club itself. The club has contacted Fernando to confirm his whereabouts, well-being, and are thankful for his acceptance of our apology on this matter. This grave and unacceptable mistake was completely out of character and was made by a person who has been experiencing severe personal difficulties unbeknownst to any other members of the club. Uh, on Wednesday, uh, Lafuente... They did have moments of Northern Ireland. Did. Yeah, did. Not, no, I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, Lafuente actually said, I knew something was going on. No, it's an Irish South Spanish man. It's <laughs> all right. <laughs> I knew something was going on and because uh, I, I was told by the club to ignore any posts about me from the Leinster Senior League I, I was yesterday home after my work finished I was playing some video games and suddenly I got a call from work and they said you're a celebrity that's how I found out I was dead it's serious on their part but I find it a little bit funny because I am not dead 
and no one has actually been harmed. I had to call my mom straight away because she didn't actually know anything about it. Uh, Leinster Senior League officials confirmed they will further investigate the incident, which they believe took place to force the postponement of last week's fixture. Things started to unravel here when we followed up on Monday to see if we could get in touch with the lad's family. <laughs> And see if anything we could do, League Chairman David Moran told the Irish Times. They said the body was already back in Spain, which didn't really add up. It's a shocking thing to do to get a game of football called off. We had a minute's silence at all the games, and the players wore black armbands. You have to have something wrong with you to do something like that. Um, Here's just some of the international reaction to the rather bizarre stories. Spanish Daily Sports Chronicle Mundo Deportivo. Mundo Deportivo kept the headline simple, yet intriguing, bolstered by a strong use of uh, ellipsis. They dedicate a minute of silence but he is alive that's in Good. the Spanish headlines Irish club Ballybrack FC has had to apologise for mistakenly killing Fernando mm. Nuno La Fuente right uh, Deadspin which is an often comical uh, website opted for the more grabby lead lead of um, Irish soccer team caught faking the death of their own player to get out of a game gosh South Africa Sport 24 went with grave mistake hey of course they did and uh, the headline uh, the uh, first paragraph is Dublin news of footballer Fernando Nuno La Fuente's death as American author Mark Twain said of reports his own demise have been greatly exaggerated and prompted an abject apology from his Irish club, mm-hmm. Ballybrack FC. So- well, what a disaster. I just, I've, just, I found it very hard to concentrate on the story because the, the accent is, it's off-putting. It's really, it's thrown me off. It's, it's, it's exhausting, actually. It's, I'm feeling it's that. It's confusing. Oh. Uh, well, it takes the whole, everything out of context. And the people don't know where they are, what country <laughs> they're in. It's just, it's jumping all over the place, geographical location. They can't focus on the, the content. The content, yeah. Because the delivery is that confusing. But uh, I got the fact that basically, as far as I could tell, the story is about a football player <laughs> yeah. from Ireland yeah. who, as a ploy, for whatever reason, they pretended he was dead. Yeah. So, and then when they played the game, did he play or he didn't play? No, he didn't play. He was he didn't in play. Spain. He, he was in Spain. Why did they have to pretend he was dead? To get the game called off. Oh, now I get it. Yeah. Okay. I missed it, all that it was part. a bit strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit, of, bit, bit over the top. I think they kind of didn't realise it. it was. So a, they wanted to postpone it. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting uh, way of going about things. They thought they probably realised that. Oh, we can't just say there's a couple of people got flu. Mm, we actually said one of our players has died, so we can't play. Okay, which they accepted as you would. Yeah, but it turns out he was actually just on holiday back in Spain. Gosh, but th- so uh, then they won by forfeit. Well, I think they're going to get dock points and lose the game and all sorts. So. Oh, it wasn't a final. No, it wasn't a final. It's just a league match. I thought it was a final. No, it wasn't a final. Oh, that doesn't count then. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Mm. Definitely forfeit. Forfeit yeah. the points. I think they're actually considering getting them kicked out of the whole league. Oh, gosh. But I think they've opted against that because they're claiming that the guy that tried to arrange this guy's death was a bit mental. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, Just totally we- going against the Irish stereotype. <laughs> yeah. Had a few it's too good. many Guinnesses. Yeah. Uh, is it time for tonight's top ten? Oh, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten. <laughs> Rightio, here we are, top 10 for the evening. It's another long one. Is it? Another long one. Not sure we got enough time. We got loads of time, loads of time. Now, you've heard me say on the show many, many, or a couple of times anyway, that the next step in evolution of the great sports people will be genuine mutants, freaks of nature who have special powers. Yeah. Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt is essentially that because he's tall and can run crazily fast. Yeah. Um, You've had swimmers in Thorpe at size 18 feet, stuff like that. But there's going to be people turning into fish. Kevin. 
Kevin Costner. Exactly like Kevin Costner. And that's obviously a fictional example, but they're seeing the future with that. So, what I've got here is top 10 superpowers that humans actually already have, but they don't know they have. Okay. Yeah? That's interesting. Ready? I'm ready, mate. Number 10, bioluminescence. You know what that is? Well, it's the ability to glow in the dark. Yeah. Essentially. That's it. Basically, it means that when you look at stuff, you know, Predator, that movie Predator? No. The the alien has bioluminescence vision Uh, where he sees heat. So he doesn't really see like we do. So everything's blue and he sees the multicolored We're going to get this for umpires in cricket. Well, I mean, well, let's just see what it says. One of the best mutations nature has ever come up with is the ability to produce light. Known in scientific circles as bioluminescence. Anyone at the beach at just the right time of night could tell you about the awesomeness of it. Many oceanic creatures along with certain mammals have been found to have the ability and according to recent research, uh, humans produce their own kind of light. We didn't know about it until now because it is outside the range of what the eye can see. See? In an experiment, researchers plugged in five volunteers and monitored their light emissions for 20 minutes every three hours. To their surprise, they found the human body constantly emits a glow we had no idea about, though it's not to be confused with the glow from all the heat. So it's not heat vision like Predator, but uh, it, it looks like it. See what I'm saying? It's a the perception. Gl- it's a perception of reality. The, the, <laughs> the glow is uh, the brightest around the head and was found to be the dimmest late at night. They're not exactly clear what caused it, but they're sure that somehow it's related to our metabolism. How about that? That's weird. But that's, we can do that. We got we glow. Mm. Like um, the human torch. I'm not torch sure how that's going to help us fantastic, in sport, by Human the way. torch, Fantastic Four. Okay. He can fly and do all sorts. Now, listen to so number nine. We can hear with our ears. We can hear temperature. Can we? How hot is it? I don't know. Just have a listen. <laughs> What's the weather like outside? I'll, I'll open my ears. Shh, I'm Still, listening for the weather. Sounds a bit cold to me. Our ability to tell from from cold is already well documented. We know that our skin is is extensively equipped to distinguish changes in temperature, along with our mouths and other organs. It all comes together to make sure that we don't accidentally swallow a steaming hot potato and end up burning our insides. That's only if we can touch it, though, see? What about the other senses? Can we theoretically hear hot and cold? Absolutely yes, says a study conducted by a sound design agency. See, this is all coming back to this new theory floating around that... The new theory. This is a new theory that sound energy and vibrations can be a, an actual source of energy that can move things. I, there was a documentary along this guy used sound. He developed a device. He could boil water by by sending Vibrating. sound waves into the water right, yeah. instantly. And there's a, this is where people think that this is what the government's actually secretly hiding. It's, it's all going to come out. This is how they built the pyramids. They create levitation with sound waves, apparently. Jeez. New theories. Uh, researchers made people merely listen to the sound of hot and cold water pouring into a glass and asked them to tell one from the other. Surprisingly, a whopping 96% of the subjects were able to, and researchers have no idea why. Mm. Some theorize that it may be due to cold water being more viscous and our body having developed a sense to recognize it over time, but why we would develop an ability like that remains a mystery. Now, that's true. If I was to imagine water being poured hot or cold, I, you, you do think it's cold or thicker more viscous certainly it is right right number eight more viscous yeah number eight we all really do have a gaydar okay the mythical gaydar is a popular topic of conversation at drunken college parties and in rooms full of behavioral scientists alike we have discussed whether humans possess the power of detecting someone's sexual orientation although conclusive answers have always eluded us that is until some scientists took a serious go at it and that decided we that we do the studies have been a plenty indecisive proving that all of us are born with the ability to identify sexual orientation 
vision by various cues, the facial structure is the primary one. That's interesting. In one study, subjects were shown photographs of 45 gay and 45 straight faces. All the participants, yes, all of them, were accurately able to predict which ones were gay, wow. even when the photographers were flashed for as little as 50 milliseconds. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, that was only on male faces. In another study, researchers found that we are even better at determining sexual orientation for women really? than photographs. How about that? I would never... Never think that. We are super, you can have a superhero called Gay Man, and he can just see, he can say, are you a gay? I know you are. I can tell just by looking at you. In a good way. In a good way. Don't don't take that the wrong way. No. I'm just observant, so incredibly observant. How about that? Now that one's not so gonna help your sports so much. This one will. No, I can't think how gay guy can help you in sports. Gay man is not going to be all of a sudden flourishing on the uh, athletic track. Superhuman strength number seven. No matter who you talk to, we all know the limits of human physical strength. While we're intellectually gifted enough to build cool stuff like spacecraft and YouTube, humans have never been very high in the strength rankings, and we know it. Sure, we can pick up a heavy rock or two if the situation demands it, but we can't say possibly lift a car now, can we? Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger does on Predator. Again, Predator features it. Featuring... He lifts... lifts, Not above his head, but he lifts it off a a, a mount. Oh, Rani. Weird thing is, we can. We can lift heavy things. It doesn't just show up in urban myths. People have verifiably been able to lift cars and other seemingly impossible weights in times of distress, like when their child is in danger, that they weren't able to replicate afterward. Ordinary individuals have been able to do on a usual day what Guinness World Record holders practice years and years to do once on camera yep. so what's to go there sadly we don't exactly know what kind of human mechanisms come into play when superhuman strength is activated as those situations are difficult to replicate in the lab but we have certainly recorded enough cases that prove it's a super ability we're all born with I've heard those stories before yeah we're saying yeah, like they're just massive adrenaline build up and they lift a plane off somebody you know, yeah, yeah. Well, it's hard. you just want to see it seeing a single photon well, that doesn't sound very interesting <laughs> pretty uh, pretty full on what's a single what's a photon on. Like a like a small ion, yeah, I, yeah, tiniest of things. We can see one. It's great for sport, Rob. When you can see things that, that, is, that, that small, that will be good. One of the biggest questions science have been asked for a while is exactly how many photons a human eye can see. Despite being a weirdly specific question, this has been difficult to answer. While previous studies had been done to gauge the photo spotting limits of our eyes, it couldn't be established if it was just a response or a true visual signal transmitted to the brain. In a recent study, though, researchers found that human eye can spot a single light photon I'm not buying this nah, one nah. skip next one Rob let's skip get it just, on, get on I can't one. I, I don't, don't see to... how you can see a photon it's like a millionth of a millimetre detecting molecules by touch same thing number five molecules, molecules. How, how do they really even measure this sensitive yeah that's a good to question to redetermine the limits of touch lines is tested to see if people could distinguish between silicon wafers with a difference of a single layer of molecules on top to be clear uh, they were made to be so smooth that telling the difference between the two should have been impossible Possible. Researchers were surprised to find that all 15 people sur- surveyed, 15, all of them, could tell the difference 71%. That's a bollocks survey. Yeah, I can feel it. I can people, feel it. It's different. 70% of 15. That's hardly conclusive. We're skipping that one out. Number four, recognizing a smile before it's there. <laughs> It's in the eyes, Rob. It's so in the what eyes. they're trying to say is telekinesis or something. Oh, what? You 
look from behind. The smile forms an important part of the human conversation no matter where you go in the world. It's, it's also one of the most mysterious as we don't fully understand it. For example, a smile is not always a response to something funny and may even be able to convey an emotion better than words at times. We've always wondered what makes it such a crucial non-verbal cue in everyday interaction, especially how well we can detect a fake smile from a genuine one. According to studies, we're also able to detect the type of smile before it even happens. Researchers found that we have the ability to anticipate an oncoming smile and match ours with it in a day-to-day conversation. In addition, we can detect if a smile is fake because the response is only triggered if the smile was genuine. That's not a superpower. No. That's not going to help me. Smiley detecting man. <laughs> Sense of smell as strong as dogs. You know, oh, yeah, that's quite... Yeah, it's not going to help you in sport, even if you've got an incredible we, we, sense of smell. They've got, they've got ridiculous... They can smell like a kilometer stuff away or something, dogs. Well, that's, uh, that's why I have them in airports, Rob. You know whose smell they should have tested out? Sharks. Helen Keller. Helen Keller? Yeah, because that's all she had left. Smell? Yeah. No sight, no hearing. No sight, no touch. hearing. Couldn't speak. Touch? She must have been able to touch Well, stuff. yeah, but if you take away those other ones, that yeah. would heighten your... Uh, Sense of smell. <laughs> I'm sure there's other people with the same stuff. Check with them. Maybe they can smell as well as Mate, I'm My other four senses are bloody on par because I can't smell. Right. My eyesight's unbelievable. Mine's pretty sharp. <laughs> Joke. Blind. Number two. This could be handy. Detecting ovulating women, depending what you're into. If you're into IVF and stuff, it'd be great. Detecting women in fertile stages of their menstrual cycles is a useful, if a bit creepy, way to determine who to approach at a social gathering. So, just to clarify, menstrual cycle, that means that they're high chance of becoming, high pregnant. chance of becoming pregnant. That's not something, that's like for your wife, not a social is that thing. A, hey, how's it going? Want to casually get pregnant tonight? I don't, just, I think they're, um... Are they hormones? Yeah. Your, your chances are better. What's the word? What's the pheromones or something? That they, okay. They mean they're very more receptive to So if you people. had superhero pick-up chicks man. Yeah, that's that, it. He would, want, he would be good at He'd this. He'd be loving it. Yeah. He'd be very good at sensing this particular one. I see. Scientists have been trying to find the external cues uh, for a long time. Then they realize that we don't need to know the cues as the human brain is quite capable of detecting them on its own. Telekinesis again. Mm. In one study, women were found to be aptly able to recognize other women uh, in their ovulating stages probably to tell which girl is the most likely to hit on their partners ah, ah, there you go, there we go this seems like a justifiable response from an evolutionary standpoint in another study researchers found that men tended to see ovulating women as more attractive indicating that the ability is innate in most of us surprisingly enough that wasn't true for married or committed men which suggests that <laughs> even evolution highly advises against cheating or it's because their radar has been switched off because they know it's they're already found their keep that's it i'm dubious on that one too They started off really well. Yeah, yeah. And now they're... Quite sure how... Um, 70% of the 15 people studied. I mean, what, that's, that's, didn't you tell me one time for a proper survey it to be 3,000? 3, 3, yeah. Come on now. No superpower. <laughs> what was that one for? That was for the... Can see photons or no, feel molecules. Feel molecules, yeah. Come on. One's smooth, one's rough. Not buying that one. Gauging some... Oh, this is... What the, number num- we up, Rob? Num- number one. Last one. Oh, number one. Number one. A superhero power that we have we don't know about. We can smell personality. I can't. <laughs> Step for beefy. Um, but this might be a different type of smell. This might, might be an yeah, inner smell. Yeah, it's perception smell. So, like, so, if someone was sitting there and you didn't like him, you smell like a dickhead. Is that what's going on? Gauging someone's personality in a conversation and modulating our responses accordingly is something we all do subconsciously, even though we don't realize it. A lot of it is still based on visual and audio cues, and we really don't associate other senses with it. That's why researchers were surprised to discover that we're 
we're pretty good at smelling out personality, completely changing how we look at day-to-day interactions. In a study at the University of Rocklaw, Rocklaw in Poland, researchers found that we're able to predict various personality traits, such as extroversion, neuroticism, neuroticism sorry, yeah. neuroticism, and dominance uh, from body odor alone. Not convinced by this one either. The accuracy rate was as good as when the subjects were shown visual cues, especially for dominance in those from the opposite sex. The researchers don't quite understand how it works. However, this study was the first of many now being done to understand the various personality traits our odor carries. More answers are likely on their way. Those were all very vague as we got further on. They started very well, and then I reckon there were all these bollocks 15-man studies going on. It's very difficult. I mean, superheroes are probably one in a billion in terms of, like, it's probably only six on the planet, seven on the planet now. Yeah. Well, that's Stan Lee had that show, didn't he? He did. There was this swimmer guy who swam for, like, I don't know, something ridiculous. I've seen the bloke that bends... Um, wrenches and things. Really? He's got super. He's got super twitchy fibers, and he can just bend wrenches. It's just remarkable. What? Yeah, crazy. Yeah, see that that is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's proper evolution. And there's another bloke in Poland or Russia that uh, conducts electricity. They put like millions of volts through him, and he just powers things. Wow! Without dying, just that's mental. That's great. So yeah. he's going to be electrocution man. He is. He's going to have the force like the emperor. Yeah, he's called Zap. Zap man. Okay. So anyway, that's the top ten. Top ten. Thanks top for ten that, Rob. superpowers. Unfortunately, really got a, a wee bit wayward there to go a bit. on. I with think. Like, I um, think somebody's just dreaming of things. Well, I'm not sure about. Or if you wanted to dream, you would say stuff like you can. We will be able to fly soon and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'll go with the the first three. Hearing temperature. I'm into that. Yeah. Clearly. And uh, the gator. I reckon I can spot them. Yeah. It's not going to help you in sport. Well, that's anyway. I said that at the time. Yeah. I know. It I'm wasn't not- all relative to that (laughs) it's a sports show Rob it's a sports show yeah right let's play Balderdash 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 It's a fun game. Sporting Boulder Dash. Head to head, one on one. See, you know with this one, you can't get the double point double up. No, I know. Yeah. Gee, that's it. Best of ten. So, gosh, what what do you got? Yeah. Just got to convince the other person if the sports person, personality, thing, sports related object is true or false, whether it's fake or not fake. So, someone presents a false sports icon or a true false icon, some sort of someone who's done something in the sport, you got two options. Yeah. You can either go true, you can. or you can go false. You can. You can't. You can pass if you want, but that's an automatic Probably, give up. Yeah, defeat. You may. Object. You may as well take the punt on having a go because if you pass, you're really just a bit of Swiss, Sweden going on. Right? No, Switzerland. 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 Yeah. That's what I'm after. Yeah. Tell you what, I haven't got certainly got any great big mountainous ridges surrounding my fortress here. Really? So uh, I, I'm a man for a punt. You are big I'm time. Not denying that yep. at all. All right. So Alrighty. the beef man will lead off as usual. And, uh, You'll see a theme to my uh, my names this week. All right, you got you have you gone with people again? You haven't gone, I've gone with people. I haven't yet. gone with uh, events or stadiums no. or anything like that. Even Good. though uh, we should do, I should do that again sometime. All right. Anyway, let's start off. Barry Efe. Barry Efe. Yeah. Legendary Welsh cricketer, widely recognised as one of the greats of the pre-professional era. Efe was a genuine all-rounder. There was more well known for his exploits off the field more than on it. False. 
Barry Eiffy. I went, for, yeah, false. False. Because it's beefy. <laughs> beefy in the book. I saw it coming. I saw it coming. Shane McLean. Shane McLean. Shane McLean played rugby for Manawatu in New Zealand 1989 to 1993. He was often called Bruce Willis because of John McLean from Die Hard. Shane McLean. Shane McLean, also known as Bane. What? Wasn't that another Bruce Willis guy? Bane. Bane. Yeah, Bruce Willis played Bane. I don't know. Who was Bane? Uh, true, Rob. Shane McLean. Shane McLean is false. Boom, 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 boom. Close and early. Two, Look out. 2-0 lead. Yes. Incredible stuff. Napoleon Einstein. Napoleon Einstein. What a name. Indian cricketer. Einstein, part of India's under-19 World Cup winning squad in 2008. Captain by Virat Kohli. Uh, right down opening bat, apparently. Napoleon Einstein. Napoleon, and this is utterly ridiculous, but I'm not sure. Is it so ridiculous that it could be true? I can't I can't see someone's going to be called both Napoleon and Einstein and play for India. I'm going to have to go false. No, he actually is oh, an Indian cricketer God. called Napoleon you would, you would Einstein. Go, you would never go that stupid. I only discovered Napoleon Einstein today. I can't believe in all our research we, that hasn't come across Napoleon the 365. Einstein, I know. an Indian cricketer named, I mean, come Napoleon on. Who's going to buy that? It's unbelievable and it's craziness. Craziness. Morris Boris. Morris Boris. Morris Boris is an English rugby player again, rugby union again. 1908. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, his brother, John, was also in the team. Uh, John was uh, the blindside flank, whereas Morris was the lock. Morris, Boris, and John Boris. False. False! Oh, it was false. Yep. Oh, the equaliser. Coming back. Coming back. All oh. right. Willie Tickle. Willie Tickle. It could actually be Willie Tickell. William Tickle. Actually, Vili, uh, cricketer of Dutch heritage, represented the Dutch East Indies in the very first World Cup 75. Uh, Tickell only played one game against England at Lords, scoring one run off 32 balls. False. Vili Tickell. Yep. Yeah, you're right, Rob. It is yes! false. Yes. Oh, got one back. What an effort. Horace Green is a Scottish footballer from Glasgow uh, from 1953 to 1956. Um, that's it. Horace Green. Yeah. You can't just say Horace Green. Horace Green. Well, you I can't say Well, Horace. you can. You just It's just nothing to it. That's like saying Dave Smith. Uh, what year? 56? 53 to 56. Ah, oh, Horace Green. It doesn't... I'm not going to know it, am I? It's either true or false, Rob, isn't it? 50-50. Well, you should Fair know guess. it if, you, you know, if you're the greatest sporting fan of all time. Horace Green. False. False. Oh! <laughs> Gee. Do you know what Horace Green is? No. It's the kids' primary school of School of Rock. Oh, how am I going to know that? Uh, well, you, 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 no, you weren't going to know that. No, I know. But it just popped in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Shahad Madass. Shahad, Shahad It's Madass. actually M-A-D-D-A-S-S as well. Madass. Right. Uh, Pakistani cricketer plays for Faisalabad in the Quaid e Azam Trophy, which is their first class thing. Uh, he also plays for Islamabad United in the Pakistani Super League. Madass bowls legs spin and is a former under 19 international. Shahad Madass. I would have taken it if it was two, one S, but no, I can't take that. False. Oh, what? Unbelievable. Yep, false. Yes! Shahad Madass. What's the score? 3 all. 4 3 to you. Oh! Oh, imagine it. If if I get this wrong, it's an unassailable lead. Yep. You're dormy too, Rob. Uh, Steve McQueen. 
Steve McQueen's from uh, Seattle, Washington. Steve represented the USA in the Javelin 1956 Olympics. Steve McQueen. <laughs> Steve McQueen. There was a Steve McQueen to play football, I think, for uh, Manchester United one stage. Did he throw a Javelin in the 56 Olympics? Uh, 56 Olympics. Oh, it's false. Why? It's 58 Olympics. No, it's not. <laughs> false, Rob. False. Well, it is false, <laughs> but the Olympics was in 56. <laughs> 1980 minus 24 is 56. Yeah, it was a war on. What? Don't worry. 58 World Cup. War. Yeah, it was a 58 World Cup. Soccer World Cup. Yeah, which is every other year apart from the Olympics. Why are you talking about? I know. I stuffed up. I thought it was the 56 World Cup, and then I realized when I was saying it, it was actually the 58 World Cup, so I stuffed it up. If I hadn't made it up, I could have been very firm on that. You could have, yeah. Picky, yeah, France... Namibian cricketer, bowls right down, off spin, bats left-handed. Once scored 63 off 225 balls against Scotland. Picky, your France. <laughs> say, it, say it again. What? Picky, your what? Picky, your France. <laughs> Namibian cricketer, bowls Can right down. Can the names, please? P-I-K-K-Y, Y-A. P-I-K-K-Y. France. Picky, your France. Namibian cricketer, bowls right arm off spin. Namibian, false. No, true. <laughs> Picky, your France is a Namibian cricketer. He scored 63 off 225 balls against Scotland. Picky, your oh, France. Oh, my God. Comes down this beefy five. Is this the tie? Rob four. Jim Beams. Jim Beams. Yep. Not one beam, many. Linebacker, NFL, uh, LA Raiders, 1989. Just 89, so one year. Yeah. Oh, Jim Beams for the Raiders. Got a number there for him? No. True. False! Oh! Boom, boom, boom! That means we've got to have a penalty shootout. A penalty shootout. Ooh. Ooh. It's the Mesita penalty shootout, Rob. Look out. The Mesita penalty, the penalty shootout. shootout. Tension, tension, stress. Unbelievable. Massive, huge things at stake. Gavin Ingham will be loving this right now. He'll be on the edge of his Gavin. seat at home be, listening to be, this. He'll be absolutely wetting himself. Yep, he will. Yep, he'll be throwing up on himself, vomiting. He's lost control of all his orifices. Yep. It's all gone to pieces. Nothing to do right. with this show whatsoever it's yeah, just yeah, generally it's just, it's just whatever alright okay I'll go first Robin. you go Penalty first you go first Willie Wood Scottish lawn bowler that won two Commonwealth gold medals and runner up in the individual world championships twice he was a four time world champion in the triples and the fours Willie Wood false no Willie Wood was a Scottish lawn bowler beefy got the advantage in the penalty shootout what has Rob found Peter Petherick Peter Petherick Peter Petherick, New Zealand right arm offspin cricketer, 1976-1977, most well known for being one of two New Zealand cricketers to get a test hat-trick. Hat-trick Petherick. Mm, two New Zealand cricketers get a hat-trick. Well, in that case, got to be true, Peter Petherick. It is true! <laughs> two Damn it! Good work, Rob. Peter, Peter Petherick. Petherick. I had. Um, I wonder who's got the other test hat trick. Is it Trent Bolt? No, he got a. It's a, he got three in one. He got a one day hat trick the other day. Oh uh, yeah, he did. Um, Victoria. Oh Hadley's got to be. Hadley. No, it's not Richard Hadley. No, he, nah. he didn't do it. It could be Victoria. It could be like Shane Bond or. No, he got a one-day one as well. Oh, Shane Bond, good call. He got a one-day hat trick. Yeah, well, look it up. Um, um, I'll tell you what, I, I, we quickly... I reckon it's real old school. Yeah, it'll be... 1950s um, or something. Yeah, it'll be... Danny else. Morrison got a one-day one as well. We'll quickly do this.
got to squeeze this in because it starts today. Oh, yeah. We're off to Oklahoma, Rob. Okay. You can't really become a world champion, but the world championships in barrel racing oh, starts today in Oklahoma City. That sounds about right for Oklahoma. Oh. Oklahoma, 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 Oklahoma. You know where that's from? No. Dirty Ron Scoundrels. Oh, I've not seen that. I should see Steve it. Steve Martin. Oklahoma, yeah. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Um, Jim Norick Arena in Oklahoma City. It is the Barrel Racing Futurity uh, World Championship. If you don't know what barrel racing is, you haven't missed anything. <laughs> it is one of the most boring sports you'll ever see, and I've seen a few. Okay, you get on a horse, right? There's a figure, there's a like a figure eight race of three barrels. You basically, they, there's two barrels, one to your right, one to your left, and there's one at the end of the arena. You ride your horse, you go left, you go around the barrel. You go across the arena to the other barrel yep. in a figure eight pattern. Yep. You go around the barrel. Yep. And then you go to the end of the arena and you go around the barrel and you race your horse back out the arena. <laughs> now, that generally lasts about 15 seconds. Yeah. And, and that's you, it. That you wait, is. You wait for about not that long, maybe another minute. And then, next one and then comes another out. one comes out. Yeah. Now, me and Rob went to Galveston. Oh, Galveston, well, in Texas. I, I've never heard that song before until just the other day. Oh, really? I checked it out to make sure it was from Galveston. And it's at Galveston. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, we literally sat through. It's honestly, barrel racing is li- what they call the national sport of Texas. Yep. And we saw 100 horses do that close to. We got bored after 10 mm. because then we realized that nothing else happened. That was the sport. Well, I I was bored uh, probably f- oh, for about f- for three about, months. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, in terms of that, we actually saw a hundred horses do barrel racing, and it is quite possibly the most boring sport you will ever see. If you've seen one, you've seen a hundred. <laughs> yeah, it I does amaze me that you hated that one so much when most of them, to my eyes, were no different. But this one in particular is yeah, no different. Yeah, right. I guess you could say the same about any running event, really. <laughs> but that, it's no different. It's running. <laughs> um, so it is the Barrel Racing World Championships, and it's a massive turnout. Have you ever been to Oklahoma City? Yes. Is there anything there? Uh, it's quite well it's built right. up, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't live too far away from it. Probably about two and a half hour drive from okay, Oklahoma City. Right, yeah. right, right. So I wasn't too far away, but I, I did go once, yeah. Played rugby, actually, up there. Wow. Um, but, yeah, it's Barrel Racing. Check it out live online. I'm sure it's yeah. a, there's a live stream. Or just don't bother. My yeah. advice is don't bother. Yeah. If you watch it or don't watch it, you'll feel the same afterward. Yeah. There is no FOMO involved with, oh, I've got to watch the barrel racing yeah. live. And Imagine if they there. could hear us just ripping their event oh. to shreds. And it's all because of that Galveston sour taste in the mouth made us pay the five bucks to go in. Well, After literally no. just a few days I, earlier, I did... we've been at Atlanta Hawks in the corporate box. <laughs> As yeah. VIP guests. VIP guests, and I had to pay for five dollars to the get the stadium. In. We're here signing autographs. <sighs> Check out barrel racing, please. Look up YouTube. You'll watch two horses, and you think, "Oh, yep, nothing's new here." There, there must be an, an outtakes of barrel racing, people falling into barrels and things. Oh, probably not, actually. Probably not. Nothing. I, I haven't searched. I'll be honest. I haven't yeah, searched. I'm gonna look that up. Um, right. Anything up for you this week, Rob? Weekend. Uh, oh, check out the form guides again. Yep. But uh, apart from that, not much. Not much at no, all? No. I'm not doing much playing cricket with top of, uh, top of the league for cricket. There's only one week to go before finals. Gosh. So that's a big thing. So we're, we're definitely in finals now. Good. And then there's a finals day. So semifinals, one versus fourth, two versus three. And then you play the final afterwards. It's only 2020, so. Okay. I might play a bit of tennis. That's it. Well, you need to now because uh, now you're on the circuit. 
I'm on the, the circuit. Melbourne tier four. I'm going to break into circuit. the top 500. I'm going to try and qualify for next year's Australian Open. Oh, you Sorry, and Bernie. Not, not 19. Hey. 2020. We should team you up with Bernie. <laughs> 2020. Or Nick. I'm going to, I mean, I love it. Hey, 2020. That's my, that can be our next goal. You try, know, and, try and qualify for the Australian Open. You know my pull with sports stars are like people wishing you well. I can get Bernie or Nick. <laughs> to team up with a doubles uh, <laughs> competition for you. Oh, hey, uh, look, I can't believe it. We've flown through, Rob. Yeah, flown. It's a, it's a flightless bird sometimes, it's but a, not tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It's a bit of a dodo sometimes, but uh, mm-hmm. you have been listening to 365 Days of Sport. Good evening. We'll see you next week.